1: Welcome to Better Relationships, Better Life, where relationships expert Judy K. Herman and her guests share insights that can help you move through conflicts in
0: your 9 to 5 jobs and your 24 7 lives. Crack the clarity code and create deeper connections beyond the messiness of relationships. Here's your host, Judy K. Herman a lot of what we discuss on this podcast can be applied to workplace relationships and improve your professional life you can build a more cohesive company where people feel heard and respected as a psychotherapist speaker and executive coach i also support organizations and companies if you want to know more about how i can help your company with communication issues or relationships, just go to judyspeaker.com. For now, tune in to Stop Fixing Your Marriage and instead be a change agent with Samantha Kaawa. Welcome to Better Relationships, Better Life. My name is Judy K. Herman, and I have a colleague, Samantha Kaawa, and she is an author, speaker, licensed marriage therapist, inner mosaic coach, and founder of the GEMS. She's on a mission to help restore trust and faith in the world. And through her own personal challenges in her marriage, Samantha has found an innovative way to help transform the culture of relationships. She's co-authored a book, Short, Sweet, and Sacred, that became an international number one bestseller on Amazon. And her inner mosaic method... can't talk right, her inner mosaic method, say that really fast 10 times, right, (laughs) is an innovative approach to cultivating a deeper awareness and understanding of self. And she's been featured on Fox, ABC, CBS, and other local publications and podcasts sharing her unique views on relationships. So Samantha, thank you so much for joining us. You're going to be talking to us about what it's like to be an entrepreneur, an entrepreneurial couple raising, you've got three kids and you're in transition. And a lot of us are finding ourselves that way, right?
1: Yes. Oh, thank you. And I'm just going to pre-apologize. We, I'm, you might hear some uh, animals in the background,
0: <laughs> but hey, that's this okay. is life, right? This is, it is. life. It and is
1: showing up as we are. Um, I, I would rather
0: show that that part of life anyway. You know, right. we're, we're imperfect people and it's, it's OK if animals show up on our program. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and this is what working from home looks like. This is what entrepreneurial <laughs> life looks like. It's not all in the studio where soundproof is possible. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for having me, Judy. I'm so grateful and honored to be here.
0: Well, I'm honored to reconnect. So just for folks to know, uh, Samantha and I connected through a mastermind group and a high-end coaching program. And we have learned so much. We keep growing and evolving ourselves. But I think it's been quite a divine invitation, actually, Samantha, to meet you because you are a—you uh, have so much wisdom. I have been so inspired by the things that you've shared, even in the group when you know we've been meeting on a weekly basis. So share with folks who you are, and what what is your passion?
1: Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like you summed it up so beautifully. <laughs> <But> yes, I'm <laughs> Samantha. I'm from Hawaii, Honolulu, Hawaii. Uh, born and raised here. But when it comes to my passion, um I was I was only about six months old when my parents split up. So they separated and then eventually got divorced. And so the only life I knew was of being a child of divorced parents, mm-hmm. and so I swore to myself at a really young age that I would never get divorced. I would never do that to my children. Um, although I look back on it now, and I'm like, I'm so happy they got divorced. <laughs> but, but it was <laughs> just something is, like, I know, yeah. and you don't
0: know that when you're a kid, do you? No. But, but no. I think the seed of your passion was planted then. It right?
1: was so that I swore to myself that, of course, in retrospect, I, I could see now why they've done it and it was for my best and highest good. But because of that, you know, inner pact that I made with myself, I was very intentional um, growing up that I wanted to be in healthy relationships, although it was, I was not in any healthy relationships growing up, but, um, or as I got older, even. And I found myself maybe about six, seven years ago in, I was married to my high school sweetheart. We had three beautiful girls, children. Um, I was in my kind of the ending about to take my comprehensive exam to graduate with my marriage and family therapy degree and everything looked great on the outside. And then it just all crumbled. It all hit, hit us. It hit Mm -hmm. me that, my marriage was falling apart that I was on the brink of divorce and it just flashed me all the way back to a child saying, I'll never get divorced and Mm. do this to my kids. And here I was a woman with three children about to get a divorce. Right. Mm. And um, it, it hit me really hard. Like how did I create this self-fulfilling prophecy um, when I was so intentional of not doing that or trying Mm -hmm. to not do that?
0: And 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 at such a time as what you were going through, I mean, like goodness of any time, you got you know three babies, right, or three three children, little ones. I'm imagining, yeah, and
1: and your career and everything. Wow, tell us. Yeah, there was there was a lot more going on too. I had just got diagnosed with a heart condition around the same time. Wow. My husband almost lost his foot in a work accident around the same time. He revealed or it wasn't he revealed, I found out he was hiding an addiction behind my back for the Mm. past 10 years. And on top of that, we were drifting apart. We were high school sweethearts, you know, that was a long, a 10 year relationship. Mm. So we were only children when we got together and had our first daughter right out of high school. So yeah, we were in the thick of it. And I didn't know what was up, down, left or right anymore. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what it meant to be a wife, a mother. I I was just so, so lost and confused. And so, you know, going back to your original question, like what's your passion? And I, from that dark night of my soul, I was able to really go inward Mm. and figure out how to transform my life and transform my relationship by transforming me. And Mm. so I really found that, you know, it it can only take one person to transform a relationship sometimes. Well, actually, in general, right? Mm -hmm, And I can explain mm -hmm. more in a second, but I am very passionate about helping other people be the change agents in their relationships, in their families, in their, you know, in the world. And so that's really where my passion lies is taking my what I call marriage miracle. And mm-hmm. I unpack that, especially in the, the program that we were in together. I got to unpack that and say, and see where, you know, what I did so I can also help and how I also helped other people do the same thing, becoming a thing, you know, when I was doing my therapy, my couples counseling, um, when I was working in substance abuse, like I also helped other people create this result too. And I was doing it as an unconscious competent at that point, Mm -hmm. meaning I didn't know what formula I was operating from. But Mm -hmm. um, more recently, I was able to formulate that and put that into a proprietary methodology. And and that's been my passion. Well, I have a whole (laughs) lot of
0: questions. And that's amazing how your darkest times in life can be so invitations for transformation. And so many people do get stuck in that darkness. So here you were, you knew a lot, you were going, you were getting your degree and, and all jumping through all the hoops to become licensed and so on. Right. So when you say that you decided to go into yourself, I I'm assuming you had somebody to guide you to do that. How did you decide that? Like, did you, and your husband get marriage counseling? Can you tell us about what that healing journey looked like for you?
1: Yeah. And yes, it, it, I, I love how you, um, your book is called beyond messy relationships because man, was it messy? <laughs> it yeah. Was, and you know, well, straight line.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. I want, and that was one of the things in my book, Samantha, that I wanted people to realize, you know what, it's normal to have yeah. messiness in your relationships. We don't want to be stuck there and we want right. to get beyond them, but there is life beyond that. And, but it is, I think pretty universal. If you're trying to do life with another human being, there's gonna be some messiness, right?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And even just the self-discovery journey was messy in and of itself too. So yeah. But yeah, I I so the first realization that I had was I didn't know what my spiritual truths were. Mm. So I didn't I didn't know if I wanted a relationship with God. I didn't know if like I didn't know if I believed in God at that point. I didn't have something greater than myself to believe in or to guide me. And I felt really lost. So I dove into, well, first I dove into kind of like the skincare Mm self-care community. Mm -hmm. And I um, started to take care of myself from the outside in is what I said. Mm -hmm. And then I had the courage enough to dive into the spiritual community. And I went into the metaphysical world and I, um, I did see a couple of psychics at that point because I was just so lost and confused and wanted some form of guidance. Mm -hmm. Um, I was already going to therapy at that point because it was something that I did throughout grad school. And I, I found it to be something that was always important to be in is is therapy. Especially
0: if you're in this field, right? <laughs>
1: Especially if we're in this field. I'm like, I can't be a therapist and not go to therapy. Oh Hello. my goodness. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> but there are many that don't. <laughs> yes. But, yeah. So I did have guy a guide there, but I think more importantly I was I was searching for some kind of a guide in the spiritual realm. And and I eventually found many mentors and guides along the journey. I think if we reference a hero's journey, just that embarking, um, you know, on that journey, once you answer the call to adventure, you, the the mentors and your teachers do show up. So as soon as I said, yes, this is what I would love to learn more about and, and discover, um, many of my mentors began to appear in my life. So I don't want to say it was just one person. Mm-hmm. There were many and it was just being open to new possibilities, um staying open to any interesting, intriguing, like I just went down every rabbit hole at that point, um, so that I could find my place in the world. Yeah. You know,
0: I want to hold this, Samantha, because so when when couples are having darkness in their lives and whether that's the discovery of an addiction, whether that's a deep betrayal, and one person chooses to basically step out on a limb because so many people, they need to, you know, be with their spouse and go to therapy or they won't go to therapy unless they have their spouse with them. But and what was at stake for you? Because I'm hearing you decided to, to move forward. I'm thinking, cause it, this happens a lot too, or not a lot, but some in my counseling office, one that like, for an example, a woman whose husband is just not on board with growing the marriage or working on the marriage, but she's really afraid to grow herself because she believes that it's going to divide even further. It's going to be even a bigger wedge in that marriage. So speak to that if you would. Yeah.
1: And I love that you brought that up because it is something that I speak. um, I speak to a lot um, because it is a fear. It is a very common fear. I, what I decided. So the decision that I make made in that moment and we we learn in our, you know, through our common coach, like it's about the power of decision. Mm -hmm. And the decision that I made, I think that was super powerful was I'm not going to leave this marriage until I'm a whole person.
0: Okay. That (gasps) that's a really huge piece right there. Because so many people want to get out of their pain, out of the relationship first, and then work on themselves. But you made a decision that I'm going to stay in this and I'm going to work on myself come hell or high water. I'm thinking you must've had some kind of determination going on there.
1: Yes. Well, (laughs) I wanted, I wanted to work on myself and be a whole person because I said, heck, if this marriage ends, I want to be ready for the next relationship and be whole and not be broken trying to figure out my myself in the next one. Like Uh I want to fix it all here. Like I want to lay it all on the line get it all out, hash it all out, whatever here in this relationship that I dedicated the last 10 years of my life to, I want this, I want to know that I left doing everything I could. But I also want to know that if we do come to this, what I call a completion of a marriage or Mm -hmm. an amicable ending, Mm -hmm. I, I know that I'm walking away this whole and beautiful person. And so, yeah, that was, that was Uh, the goal (laughs) that that is so, so many people
0: think backwards with what you just said, because it's all about the other person or they take the role of victim. Was that a tempting thing for you to do to be like, I Don't know, take oh. this victim mind mentality. This is happening to me. It's all I got to get out of this so that I'm not no longer overpowered by this person or the addiction or yeah. the oh, marriage. yeah. I
1: called him a narcissist, I called him, you know, I called him manipulative, I called him an addict, which you know, at that point he was, but I, yeah, I definitely but that wasn't a nice addictive. thing to say anyway. No, right? <laughs> you you know, mean, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I battled the victim mentality on a Moment by moment basis. Mm, Like me mm. saying this in retrospect made it sound easy and very decisive, but Mm. I had to recommit to that decision every day, every moment. Like there were so many moments where I was just like, I want a divorce. I printed out the papers, you know, like we were having these conversations talking about like maybe we're better off apart, right? Like Mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. wasn't that it was the easiest decision or that it came easy. It was something that I had to recommit to myself and remind myself, like, what did you want from this marriage? And I want to I want to leave a whole person. I want my daughters to see me you know, as a whole person leaving this marriage, you know, in health, not in suffering, not in pain, not anybody being a bad guy and one good, one bad parent. I want them to see both of us leaving amicably if that ended up being the case. So Mm -hmm.
0: I, you know what, what I'm hearing from you, and especially since I've had some other guests on my, my uh, podcast, actually it's episode eight and nine that Dr. Stan Tatkin was on the podcast and, and something that he said really made sense to me. Some, so many people's agenda is to, is to, you know, fix the marriage. And they think that they're the only ones that can fix the marriage. But he, he used this analogy of that's the sound of one hand clapping. But when I hear your story, it sounds to me like your agenda was, was not necessarily to fix the marriage, but it was for you to raise your level of awareness, regardless if this marriage was going to be a quote unquote, natural completion or not. It, it yes. is, yeah. Yeah. And that's a yeah. huge difference. And I don't, when I talked with you earlier, I don't think I really got that concept. That's a huge to me, a very nuanced, but a very huge piece about all of this. It's your, your motivation to be to, to be growing, learning a more aware human being, more fully alive, more, more healed, more thriving. But that wasn't the agenda so much for the partnership. Am am I right on that? Correct me if I'm wrong, because that's
1: like, that's huge. Yeah, I had I, I learned that when I was staying focused on fixing the marriage, it made it worse mm. <laughs> and it didn't get any easier, or any better. And and kind of going back to, you know, what you talked about of this fear of outgrowing your partner. Yeah, it there there was that intrinsic fear of outgrowing him because I think that's our societal norm. That's a that's a mass thinking type of a um, frequency and, and thought. And the reality is what I learned now in retrospect, I didn't know that then, but what I learned now is that, you know, when one part of a system changes, right? Mm. If you have a system, if one part changes, right? The system must and by law either accommodate the new change mm-hmm. or the system will come to a natural completion, right? I've, I've, We've talked about this offline before. And so it's, it's not, I will outgrow my husband or I will write like, yeah, mm-hmm. you can shift and change and it's mm-hmm. not better or worse. You can make a evolution, a transcendence. Um, and normally the case is the system wants homeostasis so badly, they tend wow. to rise up. And mm. that's what my husband did.
0: Um. Yes. That, that, <laughs> I'm listening to you with actually new eyes, Samantha, as you and I have this conversation. I think it's really been very beneficial for me to, to be speaking with a lot of other guests that have bring in, brought in their expertise because I learned so much, but it's, I, I'm, I'm getting it more uh, about that, about the homeostasis and the system. And yes, he, your husband could have chosen one way or the other.
1: Right? Yeah, he definitely could have chosen a completion and that would, but it would have felt complete, right? It would have felt Crazy. like, okay, mm. this is the right path. We're very certain and decided that this is the way to go. Right. And instead of because what what I've seen is that when women or men, whatever I call them the change agent, when the mm-hmm. change agent is worried about outgrowing their partner, they come back down. So they do mm. this dipping. Of Ah. oh let me go meet them where they're at and Ah. bring them up and meet them where so they're not holding a consistent steady new state for the rise of the other partner Mm. right so they they do this dipping uh, down back down whenever they fear of uh, the fear of outgrowing so I always when I speak to this I'm I always say we're always growing Mm. everyone is growing Mm -hmm, in whatever mm -hmm. way that they choose right? That's, that's just the journey of life. Mm-hmm. So choose your growth path and just be an attractor field for the rest of the system to show up. <laughs> <That's> that, <all. laughs> like the, Those are themes in several guests. I'm not kidding from
0: different, different uh, modalities or whatever, but it's the same theme it, and it is, it's a universal law, this homeostasis.
1: Yeah, it's law. I'm not. I'm not making anything up. This is not my thing. <laughs> this is just the study of science. <laughs> and, yes. and, and laws. Yes,
0: that that is that's remarkable. But wow, and and you know, even as you speak to something that's coming to me, whether it's an addiction, whether it's an affair, whether it's anything that's taking you out of your out of who you really are, that's almost like it's it's almost like a. Um, Well, it's like a third person and a third person doesn't belong in a two person system.
1: Absolutely. And we had to, I love that you bring that up because at a certain point, it was me, him and his addiction in between us. Mm. And I was like, I realized, I'm like, why are we letting this thing divide us? Like, Mm. What if it was me and him and then the addiction us against the addiction or the addiction being outside of our unit. Yeah. And when I started to see it more like that, we became allies and not enemies.
0: Yeah. That makes a lot of sense because it, yeah, your, your spouse who has the addiction or the issue, it's like that spouse is not that addiction or the issue. right? Right. And so you're not really fighting that him or her as an enemy, um, but taking it out of the relationship as a, as a separate entity from the partnership.
1: Well, think about it this way. Would you say that if your partner got cancer, would you say that, oh, it's cancer's fault or it's your, your cancer patient and that's why I'm leaving you? It, it's a disease, right? Mm-hmm. It's a sickness, mm-hmm. it's an illness. So mm-hmm. he was diagnosed with it. I could call it cancer if I wanted to, But he had an addiction. Mm -hmm. And I think the stigma is, and the way that addiction operates is so sneaky and so manipulative and Mm -hmm. cunning and baffling and powerful that we tend to put it on our partner. And Mm -hmm. if we looked at it, though, as a disease of what it truly is, and I had to really remove myself because Mm -hmm. it was so personal. But being, being in the addiction field at the time, it helped me to gather some perspective and say, wait a minute we're Mm. considering it a disease. So if he was diagnosed with cancer, would I just be splitting right now? Because I felt like he betrayed me from because he caught he got cancer. Like, no, that's not how I would and and I'm not trying to put any shame or blame on anyone who's left an addictive addiction in their relationship. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it was I'm I'm just speaking from a place of I had that prior knowledge. Not mm. a lot of people do have that knowledge. Yeah, so exactly. So how did I want to show up for this or at least try to show up for this before I stepped out? Because I knew stepping out was an option. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I, I don't want it to sound like I'm saying that if anybody left because somebody had a disease or an addiction, it was the wrong choice. No, I'm, I'm really just saying from my perspective was, oh, that, that's a different perception that's a different way to look at it. It is
0: a different perception. And then two. somewhere along the way, whether a person is dying of cancer, or they have an addiction that is a disease, somewhere along the way, they have a choice, as we all do as human beings, like we can choose to get treatment, we can choose to, you know, use whatever medication or chemotherapy or whatever, we can choose and that's where it, it comes down to, right?
1: Um, Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah. and I, I even now that I'm speaking this, like reflect on, I, I know many people who have had partners with dementia, mm-hmm. right, or mm-hmm. Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And that's a difficult disease to operate with, too, because they do lose a lot of themselves in that process and, mm-hmm. and deciding to stay with a partner because they have changed, right? Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, like you said, it, it comes down to really, one, if the partner does have the ability to make the decision of getting the help or getting the support or being healthy, mm-hmm. it's all feedback. Like, that's really what I'm, I, I've come to learn is our lives, the content of our lives. My mentor, Mary Morrissey, says this. The content of our lives is the curriculum to our evolution.
0: Wow. That's a good one. The content <laughs> of our lives is... The curriculum, curriculum of our evolution. And that is uh, yeah. through Mary Morrissey. That's her yes. quote. Okay. That is, that's really profound.
1: So it's an, it's all it is, is is simply an opportunity for us to evolve, to growth. Right. And, and yeah, we can look at it as an obstacle or we can look at it as a, a stepping stone to mm. what's next. Right. Mm. And, and so, yeah, I, that's really some of the mindset pieces that had helped me was, okay, this is an opportunity for me to grow. This is an opportunity for me to be a better version of myself and release some of my codependent tendencies that I knew I had, mm-hmm. but I didn't know how to let go of at that time.
0: Wow. And yeah. uh, so let me ask you, how would you, because I really want to invite folks that if they are going through some darkness right now, that there is light on the other side. I, I would like for you, Samantha, to speak to your marriage before, because you were together for 10 years and having three babies, three children to where you are right now, having gone through that transformation. How would you even compare how the relationship, uh, the, those two relationships? Basically.
1: Yeah, it's. Yeah night and day <laughs> for sure <'cause laughs> okay we're actually celebrating our 10-year wedding anniversary this year oh, and we together thank you and we've been together for 16 years this year as well so wow yeah it, it's been six years in from the dark night to now mm. and what you know what it looked like then was us living separate lives us being we're both highly independent people You know, Mm -hmm. when you talk about and you bring in, you know, the entrepreneurial couple, we were very entrepreneurial, even though we weren't in those roles yet, Mm -hmm. um, as far as the independence and all of those things. So I want to say it was very like a lot of separateness, um, loneliness, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. and a lot of fear. So Mm -hmm. He was afraid of me finding out of his addiction and leaving him. I was afraid. Ultimately, I have a fear of abandonment too from, you know, my parents getting divorced at a young age. And Mm -hmm. my uncle had passed away, who was my secondary father figure when I was only seven years old. So Mm -hmm. men leave me was Ah, the story I told myself. So I was, even though I, was the one that looked like everything I had everything together. I was still afraid of him leaving me. Mm. So we were operating with so much fear. Um, and that's that was this yeah. energy between the two of
0: you, likely unconscious energy between. Oh the yes, two of you. we <laughs> didn't, <laughs> know you didn't even realize what's going on. No,
1: no. But you could tell, looking back, right, that we were just so scared to be ourselves. We were so scared to be authentic. And the beauty of the journey that we've been on and the gift that the awareness of his addiction gave us, mm. the feeling of betrayal, the, the accident that he had, my heart condition, all the things that led up to where we are today wow. was such a gift and such a blessing because we got to find our authentic selves.
0: Wow. You know, that is just a shift in that perspective makes all the difference in the world. So give us some adjectives. Or describe your marriage now?
1: Yeah. In reference I, to that being like the friend. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it's, uh, we are co-creating. It's definitely partnership, uh, friendship, fun, laughter. We, uh, we joke around a lot. We laugh a lot. Um, we dream a lot. Oh, my gosh. Mm. We have these these moments and it's not even planned but it's just these random moments where we're off in a dream and we just add on to one another but the coolest part I think about it is the side effect to all of this was the transformation in my relationship with my daughters wow Tell, uh, say, say more yeah. about that yes. yeah because my my oldest one at the time so she's 15 now right mm. so she was um like nine or so eight or nine years old when all of this was happening and she was scared to speak up. She, Mm. you know, was afraid to be herself. She was scared to let me down or let any of us down. Um, she was a really reserved child and the transformation in her is just evident in our marriage. Like she's just more Mm. evidence that what we've done was a miracle, but um, she is now blossoming. She's taking uh, modeling classes, oh. and she's just so comfortable in her own skin. She knows who she she is. She speaks like we talk about our dreams all the time together, um, and she we have a lot of open communication. So that is parallel to my relationship with my husband with Denver.
0: Wow. And So yeah, I'm just so um, grateful for that, Samantha. <laughs> you you really hit a pretty powerful concept here because so many parents are living together and they've got this undercurrent tension and they think that they're not showing it because they don't maybe they're nice and they don't argue or whatever the kids feel it the oh yeah
1: 100 she's an intelligent child all children are intelligent highly intelligent oh, beings, yeah. and they're very empathic in a sense of being able to feel their that the environment. Mm. And so as much as we thought we were good at hiding it, we mm. weren't.
0: <laughs> that That is testimony though, because even, I mean, if there's some resistance here, for those that are listening, the work that you do in growing yourself and being authentic, I mean, wow, Samantha, you've described it, your journey so beautifully and shared it here, but it's so worth it for the sake of your own, your kids. I, and, yes. and not just your marriage.
1: So 100%. Yeah, that and that really, you know, a lot of people that I've spoken with, and I talk to, it's like, their kids are just so important, maybe even mm. the most important thing in their lives. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I, for me, that was the ultimate goal was to show my, my daughters, a different way, right? Like my, mm. my grandmother, my mom, they were all products of divorce. And Mm. so my grandmother got divorced, my mom got divorced. And I definitely that's one way and it was great for them. And I'm not saying it was a bad decision. It was the best decision for them for us. And I wanted to also be able to show them something different. So it was that's the beauty of all of this was, you know, there's not one way to do anything. There's many different ways that we can and just really honoring themselves and being true to themselves is what a message that I wanted to deliver to my daughters and mm. the bonus was the amazing relationship that I now have with them. Oh, <laughs> That's that, the bonus. Like that
0: is so beautiful, Samantha. That, so not to disclose too much, but I know in one of our weekly things, I, we had a conversation, I can't even remember what it was about. And I was like really surprised at, I and I said something like, You mean you did that and, and your husband trusted you to do to make this decision. Oh yeah, he trusts me. Like that that trust is so very important. And we need to have these secure, functioning, trustworthy, and trusting relationships. I thought that was that was like something that really touched me personally. Yeah, but (laughs) go go ahead. ahead. (laughs) Well, another point I wanted to bring out is because your terminology is so grace-filled. Because we've had some other conversations, and it was from you that I first heard of the term that uh, it for a marriage a marriage ending is like a natural completion. So, so. I don't know who might be listening today and maybe their marriage, maybe they have done everything and maybe they've grown or maybe it's, but, but you don't have to beat yourself up with a D word, right? You can, you can say this was a successful marriage and, and it was a natural completion. There's life after that. And it can be so beautiful. I I really wanted folks to also hear that as well. It's grace filled. It's grace filled. You didn't want to walk around as a wounded human being because of having a divorce or right. whatever but yeah to... i wanted
1: it to be a natural completion and and that's what i i love when people embrace that it was it was a natural completion if they the marriage completed itself it was it came to this natural ending this natural yeah completion so i love that and i love that you mentioned trust um that is something that's in my marriage now so that's funny that it slipped my mind but um, yeah that's a characteristic you have now <laughs> yeah it's, it's totally a characteristic you have now is trust and it I guess it's become so second nature in our mm. marriage at this point I, mm-hmm. it, it it's easy to overlook but yeah he trusts me um, in in my the I guess to tie this back to entrepreneurship so I'm the entrepreneur he um, works you know in a nine-to-five uh, job actually in construction but he, so he has the stability of, you know, a W2 where or, or I'm the entrepreneur and really taking the risk and chances. But he ultimately, I want to say, is part of this entrepreneurship with me because a lot of the financial decisions we make, it's him trusting me that this mm-hmm. is the next best step for my business and for our family. And so, yeah, it and, and tying this back to the beginning even of when I felt betrayed I, the thing that came up for me was I don't trust you anymore. I don't trust mm, him. Mm-hmm, he's untrustworthy. Mm-hmm. He's lying to me. He's deceived me. He mm-hmm. right. He's hiding behind my back. And one of the biggest revelations that I had throughout this whole transformation was it wasn't my husband that I needed that needed to earn my trust back because mm-hmm. in fact, I didn't trust him to begin with. Wow. So the person that I needed to learn how to trust was me. Mm. And, and so he was a, he was a perfect it. match for you
0: to yeah, bring to that help. to your awareness.
1: <laughs> yes. uh,
0: and that's what I tell a lot of my couples is like, you know, your, your spouse with other issues, you with all your issues, you know, you're actually perfect for each other because you're bringing this invitation to grow and to grow up and to live more authentically uh, and, and more beautifully. Wow. Better relationships, better life. You definitely have modeled that. And, and I am imagining it's not perfect as nobody has perfect relationships. Of course
1: not. Definitely not perfect, but in in, in ways that I, I'm now embracing the imperfections. Mm. I'm now welcoming the challenges because I, I know I have evidence now that it's only more room to grow.
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yes, that's beautiful. Samantha, so how can folks get in touch with you?
1: Oh, yeah, I think the easiest way um, is to visit my website. It would be thegems, T H E G E M M S dot com, thegems.com.
0: Can you just say a little, because I forgot to ask you, I would like for you to just define what J E G E M M S stands for. Yeah, and, the yeah. gems.
1: Uh-huh. So um, it actually stands for the gift of each meaningful moment shared.
0: Wow. I love that.
1: And so you have coaching for women. Is that what you do? Share folks what you do. Yeah. Yeah. I specialize in mainly supporting women. I do coach some men, but I like to identify them as the change agent in their relationships. I like to work with the change agent to help um, improve not only their you know, relationship, maybe marriage or spouse, but all their relationships, Mm -hmm. right, better relationships, better life. And I love to specifically work with the change agent um, to help them. Because all it takes is one person to transform any relationship. So that's really my motto there.
0: Women hold a lot of power, I believe, in the family (laughs) family system. Yes. And that you're doing a beautiful work, Samantha. What a joy it has been. You have really uh, given us such beautiful and hope-inspired content today. Thank you for sharing your heart and your life and your passion. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome. Bye-bye. This was such an impactful conversation with Samantha. Her determination to heal herself through the darkness of her marriage was profound. Here's my takeaways. Number one, it is not an easy path if you're facing betrayal or addiction, but you can move out of blame and choose to grow yourself. Number two, you can positively impact your children rather than continue patterns of fear and distrust. And number three, I love the quote Samantha shared from her mentor, Mary Morrissey, the content of our lives is the curriculum of our evolution. Wow. If you're in a challenging relationship, always remember there's hope and you're worth it. What stood out to you? Share your takeaways by going to betterrelationshipsbetterlife.com. Next week, we'll talk with my colleague, Dr. Dana McNeil, in Changing the Stigma of Couples Therapy, the Gottman Method. Until then, feel free to share, subscribe, rate, and comment. See you next time for Better Relationships, Better Life.